0: Kiddushin dach aleph amud alef, when effort is more important than outcome, mitzvah boi yotermi bishlucho, we start the second parik of Kiddushin with a shir that has the power to transform every Friday of yours for the rest of your lives. And more than that, but at least a Friday it can transform. The uh, shir is sponsored by Rabbi Yitzchak and Tovi Rubenstein, who are members of the Matanim shir. They listen every day. It's in honor of the Yitzchak of Tovi's father, Rabbi Bernard, who was a, a rov in Johannesburg for many years, Rav Nachman Meir ben Tuvia Gutman, whose Yitzchak is on Shabbos, Tishrei VIII. Rabbi Bernard transformed Yiddishkeit in South Africa. He transformed the rabbinate. He made Yiddishkeit cool. He was a, came to South Africa as a vibrant, young, accessible rabbi, incredibly articulate, and was able to present Torah in a way that it hadn't been presented before in South Africa. And a lot of the Balei Tshuva today who are learning in Kolelim and in yeshivas and their children in, in Israel and other places have Rabbi Bernard to give their thanks to. Some directly, some indirectly, he had an impact on virtually everybody in those years who went through the system of shuls and shirim in, in, in Johannesburg. The Mishnah that starts the second Perek is, Ha'ish me'kadesh ha Mitkadesh et A man may marry a woman himself, or he may use a shariach, he may use an agent, he can ask somebody else to do it for him. The Gemara goes into a discussion, the same applies to a woman. She too can receive the Kiddushin by herself or through a shaleach. The Gemara goes into a discussion. What is the Mishnah telling us, bo' u'vishlucho? All the Mishnah would have to tell us is a man can even use a, an agent. Of course he can do it himself. That's obvious. Why is the Mishnah telling us, bo' u'vishlucho? Is there some special message in that? Says Rav Yosef, yes. The message is that mitzvah bo' me bishlucho. That even though you can do it with a shaleach, There's a greater mitzvah to do it yourself than to do it through a sheliach. The outcome is the same. You're going to be married. The method is different. You can do it yourself or you can do it through a sheliach. There's a preference in doing it yourself. And then the Gomorrah goes on to discuss and says, but maybe that's not what the Mishnah really means. Maybe it's more than a preference that Mekadesh bought. It's actually a requirement that if possible, you should marry the woman yourself. You should perform the marriage yourself and not do it through a shideach so that you can see her before you marry her. The Gomorrah explains and the the, the Meiri expands on it very beautifully that a person should go out of his way to make sure that he doesn't put himself into a position of harata, of regret. So you, you want to set up the marriage in such a way that as far as possible you're not going to come to regret it. And if you haven't seen the woman before you marry her, when you come to marry her, you might just find that she's not as attractive as you'd hoped and you start becoming resentful and you regret it and that's something you should take steps to avoid and that's what the Bishnah means. Anyway, the Mishnah goes on and stays with the idea that for sure the principle is right, and we see it in the second part of the Mishnah, that mitzvah bo your term bishlucho, that the mitzvah is more with himself than with, with anybody else. What is the nature of that? Why is that so? If you can achieve the mitzvah, if you can achieve the outcome either way, why is it important to do it yourself? Says Rashi, Because if you use your own body to do a mitzvah, the reward is greater. Clearly, Rashi means you're not just doing it for reward, because we know that we're not supposed to say, We don't do the mitzvahs for reward. But what it means is if the reward is greater, clearly the mitzvah is greater. There's clearly value in the mitzvah if you do it yourself. If you put your own effort into the mitzvah, there's greater value in the mitzvah. So if you've got a choice, certainly you would rather do it yourself. The Tosfus Riyazaken, we also have on the page of the, of the Gemara, although the Tosfus Riyazaken we now know is not actually the Riyazaken, the Riyazaken was the Ri, the Baal Tosfus, Rashi's great-grandson. The Tosfus Riyazaken in Kiddushin is Rabbein Avro Minahar, who was a friend of the Meiri in the south of France in the 14th century. So although we call it Tosfus Riyazaken, we know that that's not really who it is. The Tosfus Riyazaken says, "Call mitzvashim utelet alav yasebe gufo. Any mitzvah, look at the wording of the Riyaz HaKel, alav, any mitzvah which is placed upon him, he should do with his own body. So he doesn't just say any mitzvah that he's chayiv to do, any mitzvah that he's obligated to do, it's Shemutelet alav, in other words, where there's a chiyuv gavra, where there's a requirement that the subject, that the man does the mitzvah, not just a requirement that the mitzvah gets done. There's a requirement on the person to do the mitzvah. If there's a requirement on the person to do the mitzvah, you should do it yourself. And why is that so? So I understand, the the Gemara goes on to give examples. The Gemara says, for example, we've got the case of Rav Safra, that Machri Choresha, he used to, Singe the head of an of an animal to, to have it ready for Shabbos. Rava, Molach Shibuta, Rava used to salt the, the fish for for erev Shabbos. They got into the kitchen and they got their hands dirty and they barbecued the food and they prepared the dishes. They didn't sit in there and wait for somebody else to do it and they didn't use Walt to order in. They uh, they did it themselves. That's how that's how they did it. That's the example that the Mishnah gives of mitzvah bo yoter mi so I understand by Kiddushin, even according to the Rosh, there's a Rosh in Ksubis, which I bring in the sources, and there's a Rashi in Moed Koton, that it's clear that, that the mitzvah of Kiddushin is not a mitzvah per se. It's a mitzvah preparing for the mitzvah of Puravu, to build a family. And how do you build a family? You get married. So getting married is preparation for the mitzvah, just as preparing the food for Shabbos is preparation for the Suda Shabbos. So I understand that even in that mitzvah of getting married, even though it's a hechsher mitzvah, even though I'm preparing to do the mitzvah, it's not the mitzvah itself, but I understand it's a mitzvah hamutelet alav. It's a mitzvah that's on you. You have to get married because you have to do puravu. You can't have somebody else do puravu for you. So I understand using the, the Riazakin and even Rashi, that this is a mitzvah hamutelet alav, so I understand why you should do that by yourself. But is barbecuing the food on Friday a mitzvah hamutelet alav? And if I call up Walt and I get much better food than I can make, is that such a terrible thing? If I get the best caterer in town to prepare my Shabbos, is that such a bad thing? We're going to have a wonderful suda Shabbos? Is it better that I mess my hands up in the kitchen and make a, a, a suda that isn't going to be that, that good? Why is that a mitzvah hamutelet alav? And furthermore, sukkah. Do I have to build the sukkah or can I get somebody else to build the sukkah for me? Do I have to tie my tzitzit myself or can I go to the store and buy tzitzit that have already been tied by somebody? Do I have to write a Sefer Torah myself or can I hire somebody to write a Sefer Torah? Do I have to do the bris milah on my son myself, or can I hire a moil to do the bris milah? We know that all these things, l'chathchile, you can call somebody else to do. So why is it that when it comes to preparing food for Shabbos, that you must do yourself? You stop learning, you close your Gomorrah, you go into the kitchen, you roll up your sleeves, you put on an apron, and you start preparing for Shabbos, no matter who you are. Why is that? Why is that a mitzvah? I would tell it, I love. So to understand that, we've got to look at a difference in lashon a linguistic difference between the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch comes from the wording of the two. The Rambam says even if a person is a VIP, very important person. And it's not his normal thing to go to the supermarket and buy things there. You don't see him hanging out in the supermarkets. And you don't see him in the kitchen preparing food and things like that. That's not what he does. Nevertheless, he's got to do things which are in preparation for Shabbos for himself. Don't call, call in the takeout people. Do it yourself that is his honor. There's nothing more honorable than preparing for Shabbos yourself and that's the honor of Shabbos as well. Notice the wording in the Rambam, you're obligated, this is a chiyuv, you're obligated to do it. The Shulchanoruch uses a different word. The Shulchanoruch says, you should get up very early on Shabbos morning to make it to the Matmonim Shir and Davin Shachris and right after that, off you go to start getting ready for Shabbos. Even if you've got servants at home to take care of it, even if you've got takeout services, even if you've got catering services, he should try and do it himself. Something at least for Shabbos. If the Rambam says chayav, the Aruch says yishtadel. And the Bir Lachat, the Chofetz Chaim, notices the difference. And he says he doesn't think the Rambam really means a choiv gam. -er -ah." He means it's a kind of a -ah. choiv. It really means make an effort. It doesn't mean it's a chiyuv, you've got to do it. It means make an effort. And I don't really understand why the Chofetz Chaim has to do that, to moderate the wording of the Rambam. Because if we understand the word yishtadel correctly, then we can understand the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch in unison. The Rambam says, Chayav l'asot varim. the Rambam is careful with every word. If the Rambam says, Chayav, he means obligated. You have to do it. So, what does the Shulchan mean when he says, Yishtadel? So, we've got to understand what the word Yishtadel means. Whenever Hishtadlut is used, the word Hishtadel, it doesn't mean, try, give it a go. If it doesn't work, it's also okay. But, give it? it's also, that's not what Yishtadel means. This is an important yishtadel that you should know whenever the word yishtadel is used. Yishtadel means invest effort, irrespective of outcome. Where the outcome is important, we don't say yishtadel. Because you've got to get it done, whether you're or you're not mishtadel. You've got to get it done. What's important is that you get it done. You don't say mis- you should try and to put, put on tefillin. You've got to put on tefillin. If an angel can put tefillin on your arm for you and you don't have to do it yourself, that's fine. But you've got to put on tefillin. But here we say Yishtadel, when you're not in control of the outcome, or the outcome is not what's important, then we use the word Yishtadel. In preparing for Shabbos, the outcome is not what's important. What's important is that you spend your time on Friday preparing for Shabbos. That's covered Shabbos. So, hishtadlut here is the mitzvah itself. This is not preparing for a mitzvah of eating on Shabbos. This is the mitzvah of covered Shabbos. That's what yishtadel means. Yishtadel means, for example, what does Hillel say in Pirkei ish. Look what the Rambam says in explaining the word yishtadel, an unbelievable Rambam. Struggle, engage in struggle. That's what Ishtadel means. It's like going to the gym, engage in the struggle. It's not about outcome. It's about engaging in the struggle. If you're in a town where are no chachomim, we can teach you. Teach yourself. But but how, how well can I teach myself? I don't know anything. Says the says the, the Rambam, it doesn't matter. What's important is that you're putting in the effort to teach yourself. The targum evak ish. Where do I get this from? says the Rambam. When the angel struggled with Yaakov, it says, and a man struggled with him, what does Urgum translate? The ishtadel gavra ime. So you see from there that the challenge, the struggle is what hishtadlut means. Hishtadlut does not mean, try it out, if it works, it works. No. Hishtadlut means it doesn't matter what the outcome is. What's important is that you're exerting the effort. And it's the effort which is the mitzvah in this case. And that's why the the Riyazokhin says, kol mitzvah shemutelet alav. Where the mitzvah is on you, tying the tzitzis, the mitzvah is not on you. The mitzvah is you have to have tzitzis and put on the tzitzis. There's no mitzvah you have to tie the tzitzis. To build the sukkah, there's no mitzvah, you have to build the sukkah. There's a mitzvah, you have to have a sukkah, and you have to sit and eat in the sukkah on sukkahs. But there's no mitzvah that you've got to struggle, that it doesn't matter the outcome. What you've got to check to understand if the mitzvah is, what happens if there's no outcome? Would there still be value in the effort? So in the case of sukkah, I built and built my sukkah. I spent weeks trying to build my sukkah. Come sukkahs, my sukkah's not ready. Do I get any merit for all the effort? Zero. I'm trying to tie tzitzis and I'm tying and tying, it doesn't work. Do I get any mitzvah tzitzis? Zero. I'm preparing for Shabbos and I make a subpar meal, the kind of meal Joey wouldn't allow into one of his dining rooms, but that's the meal I produced for Shabbos. Is there merit? Absolutely there's merit. It's a precious meal that I prepared myself. That's COVID Shabbos. When the outcome is not what determines the value of the effort, but the effort is measured in its own value. That's hishtadlut, That's vaye avek. That struggle. Invest energy in it. That's what the word hichtadel means. And that's why, in the case of kiddushin, when Avram says to Eliezer, "You must swear to me. You'll go to my birthplace. You'll take a wife for my son Yitzchak." That's the oath. And Eliezer says, "What happens if she doesn't want to come with me?" Says Avram. Then you will have fulfilled the, the shvur. You're, you're done. You don't have to do anything more than that. Yeah, we'll have to find him another wife. That's a different issue. But you won't have to do anything more because you put the effort in. All I'm asking you is to put the effort in. That's the shvuah That a man has to put effort into finding his wife. It's not just you've got to be married. No, you've got to go and find a wife and marry her. Seduce her, convince her to marry you. Make it good for her. Bring her into your life. Be mekadesher with chuppah and kiddushin. Give her a ksuba. There are things you've got to do, there are a whole lot of halachot that you've got to do in order to make her your wife. There's effort involved. You've got to invest the effort in the, in the marriage. Irrespective of the outcome, if Chas him something happens and, and the marriage doesn't fulfill itself in the end, no, but at least you got some effort, you get some credit for the fact that you went out to try and find a wife and you, and you did the mitzvah of Kiddushin, the Heksha mitzvah of, of Kiddushin. Wherever there is value in the effort, irrespective of the outcome, that effort is called Hishtadlut. And with that understanding of Hishtadlut, and that's why preparing for Shabbos, that's Hishtadlut, and that's why Rashi says, in this case, the chiasik before be mitzvah. If your body is involved in the mitzvah, what is the mitzvah? This is not Shabbos yet; it's Friday. What's the mitzvah? The mitzvah is kovod Shabbos, and if you, you do kovod Shabbos with your with your own effort, that's that's valuable, irrespective of how good the meal is. That's not what it's about. So when you sit at somebody's table on Shabbos, the question, the thing to say is not, "Wow, what an amazing meal." That's not what's important. What's important is wow, what effort you must have gone to to make this amazing meal. Look at every detail you've taken care of. It doesn't matter whether it's a great meal or not, not important. What's important is the human dedication that went into the creation of the meal in honor of Shabbos. That's what we should be talking about around the table, not whether the the chicken is good and the soup is amazing. How much love and effort and attention was put into it? The COVID Shabbos, that's what's important in that, and that's what we ourselves need to invest. And with that understanding, we understand the idea of Ishtadlut in Parnasseh as well. Ishtadlut is there is value in the effort. When Hashem says you've got to do Ishtadlut, you've got to go to work and make an effort, that's not because of the outcome. Even if there's no outcome, the Ishtadlut in itself, you fulfilled the mitzvah. You've gone to work, you've done what you need to do. Whether there's outcome or not is not in your control. That's something else. The hishtadlut itself is valuable. Whenever the effort has value in the Torah, irrespective of the outcome, that's called hishtadlut. When hishtadlut is worthwhile, when hishtadlut has value, when the Torah looks at that hishtadlut, at that effort and says, I don't care what the outcome is. You made an effort. We don't say that with sukkah. We don't say I don't care what the outcome is. You at least tried to build a sukkah. We don't say so. But when it comes to Lut for Parnasa and it comes to preparation for Shabbat, the mere investment of effort is in itself a very great mitzvah and something for which we get shah.